gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Phoenix, and today we got a lot to talk about because today is Tuesday. And I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but we only have two, two and a half weeks until this season's over. April 7th, no, I'm sorry, April 9th is when the season ends. So we're we're a few days from April. So once it hits April 1st, then we're counting down those days. And we're counting down those days now because we don't have that many games left. We just don't. I'm looking at this right now. We only have six games left, roughly six to seven games. I know for the Phoenix Suns, they have six left. Um, let me recount just to make sure. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. I'm sorry, seven. I'm an idiot. I don't know how to count. That's that's all right. But we have, like I said, six to seven, most likely seven games left in this season, April 9th. So I'm going to do something a little different. I'm not going to... Go off my traditional podcast script and go through breaking news of the week or topic of the days. I'm going to bring y'all multiple topics. And in those multiple topics, it's going to be Damian Lillard. It's going to be the disappointing team of the NBA, the most disappointing team in the NBA. That's the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to be talking about the West. I'm going to be talking about the East. I'm going to be breaking down everything, and I'm reviewing both conferences, looking at the playoffs, and if it started today, and we're just going to go from there. I just want everyone to get caught up, because this is the closest we've seen things in a very long time in the West. It's been a couple of seasons. And then for the East, yeah, sure, you have... The Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, mowing through people. Same with the Cavaliers. But, you talk about the rest of these teams like the Knicks, Nets, Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Bulls, etc., etc. That gets a little more interesting. So, before I jump into all of that, plus more, because I'm going to talk about Jalen Brown too. Ain't going to forget about JB, especially JT. I'm not going to forget about him. I want to talk to you guys about social media real quick because I am everywhere on social media, but where I'm most active is Twitter. Why Twitter? Because I don't have to deal with stinking images all the time when I want to say something. So guys, go to twitter.com slash and you get all my commentary, all of the articles, because I cover majority of the Phoenix Suns games. I've been doing it for the past three games. I've done them for all of our losses, all of our wins. We've just been on a roll right now, and I've been covering every single game that I've been able to. When I'm able to make the game on TV, I'm there and I'm talking about it. So, guys, join the conversation. I pretty much break down everything. I give you my live update. I give you my live, I don't want, I don't want to say feedback, but my live opinion. I give you the facts right then and there. 
and then I'll talk to you guys about it on the podcast if it's just outrageously stupid of a topic. Stupid in a good way. Like the um like the Jalen Brown stuff. So guys, I suggest that y'all head over to my Instagram, my Twitter, most definitely my Twitter, and my Facebook. Those are my highly recommended social media platforms. And guys, don't forget to check out YouTube. We've been rocking and rolling on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share with your family and friends. Um, if you have neither, share with strangers. Those people, while they may look, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you do that, pretty sure they'll look a little crazy at you. Just a little side eye. If all of a sudden you start talking about a random person to them, and yeah, but just do it anyways. I, I have nothing else, just do it anyways. So, with that being said, that's why I got for social media. YouTube, we're getting back to normal because I'm no longer sick. This is my regular voice, so if I disappoint you guys, just click off now. But yes, this is my regular voice. But I'm no longer sick. The podcast sketch is going to go back normal. This is the week. So, Saturday, we're going to have a 2K video. Um, podcast is going to be Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. And for the podcast, y'all already know where to find me because you're listening to me right now. So, yeah. Um, that's all I got on that end. Again, recommend it to your family, friends, or strangers. Definitely strangers. Because I want to I wanted to know the reaction. Because I'm pretty sure if you got approached in the streets, like you're just walking, and all of a sudden someone just starts trying to talk to you about this podcast or about this website or company, you're going to freak out internally and just start nodding your head. Like, yeah, I'm listening to you. But then you're just panicking on the inside, trying to determine if you want to use the pepper spray or not. Have I thought a lot about this? Maybe, maybe not. But you know what I really thought a lot about is the NBA and us heading into the playoff age. Because, guys, I'm excited. Point blank simple. I am just excited because we only have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 days. About less than two weeks, but we're just going to talk two weeks when the season ends. And also, uh, cool fact, Easter is on April 9th. Did I forget about that? No. Also, tax day is April 18th. Yeah. So if you got taxes, it's during the NBA playoffs. So at least you got something enjoyable to do during an enjoyable time. But y'all get ready to file your taxes. Um... So, we are counting down. We only got two weeks left. We're tightening it up. Like, teams are tightening it up. We've heard bombshells from Damian Lillard, from Jalen Brown, who's now trying to say, um, I never, it was taken out of context. Nobody. It wasn't taken out of context. He, he suggests that some of his recent comments were taken out of context. No, I don't think so. As much as I love Jalen Brown, I I don't know. I get it. I, I get it. I get it. He wants to clarify because those are alarming comments. But when you're almost making, because I looked at it, JT, 
Jason Tatum's coming up for a new contract. He's going to be getting five million, and JB is going to be getting two eighty seven. High, high numbers, almost six hundred million, just for two players. Think about that. It's not think. Get just think about that. That's over half a billion for just two players. That's astonishing to me. So, I want to talk about Damian Lillard first. I want to talk about Damian Lillard first. Now I'll get to uh, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and the Mavericks. But I want to get to Damian Lillard first. And I just want to say I'm all for players, especially superstars, staying loyal to a team, especially if they've been there for almost a decade. Right, he's closing in. He's been there since 20, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, since 2012. Um, I, I just want, I want to say that. Oh no, wait a minute. If he's been there since 2012, it's been a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been, he's been with the team for a decade. Been a team for a decade. He's been dealing with a calf injury as of late. Why do I bring this up? I bring it up to say they're probably not going to be getting Damian Lillard back. I bet you, I bet you anything, Damian Lillard does not return to the Blazers next season. Because even though he's been loyal, because yes, money could buy loyalty, the Trailblazers have proven that. It made the fact. It's a known fact, and I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what Damian Lord says. I respect Damian Lord, but I don't care if he says, I'm doing it because I'm loyal to the team. No, it's because the team gave you a huge contract extension. So let's just not think you're all about loyalty here and friendship and not trying to make enemies. Come on. But anyways, I don't see a situation, a scenario where the Trailblazers, the 32 and 43 Trailblazers, are going to be able to salvage their relationship with Dame Time. Because Dame Time said he's not interested in rebuild, which is completely understandable. Who wants to be a part of a rebuild? Absolutely no one on the free world wants to be with on a rebuild team. Unless you're Carmelo Anthony with the New York Knicks because the Knicks traded everyone just to get you. It's pretty much a rebuild team. It's taken a while just to reach fifth and be good. But then again, they have Julius Randle. Shots fired. I'm sorry. My apologies. Not really. But you guys get where I'm driving at. There's only so much that money could buy. And Damian Lillard has expressed he doesn't want to go down the rebuild route. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to go down the rebuilding route. He doesn't want to go for those challenges, those hula hoops, those obstacles. He don't want to be doing that. And I don't blame him. I don't think anyone could blame him. And I can see him taking his talents to New York, to Los Angeles, to any big market team. They already have superstars. They already have a supporting cast that already is in playoff contention. Like if you said to me, Maybe New Orleans should make a run for him. Okay, 
playoff contention. Maybe the Lakers. Okay, playoff contention. You see where I'm going with it. And I think everyone needs to understand Damian Lillard's not going to be a Blazer. I just don't see that. And I get the Blazers have good pieces. Because you got to remember, they do have Shannon Sharp. They have um, Nerfect. They have Jeremy Grant. They have Kim Rush. They trade for Sam and Tease They have Anthony Simons. They have a bunch of players. But if he doesn't want to go down the rebuild route and he's missing the post for a second straight season after making a postseason his entire career, leading up to this point, they're 1-9 in their last 10. It's been severely bad. I, If you look last season, where were they last season? Ready? They were 13th, 27-55. They're improving a bit this season. Right? They're 40... Where are they? Sorry, this is the east. Here's the west. They're 32-43. and 43. That's only five games better. So I guess you're getting better by five games, and you're only, what? You're only five games out of the playing tournament? Look, that's not good. And this man's already in his 30s. I believe Damian Lillard is 32. I'm fact-checking that right now. Yeah, he's 32 right now. I just... I... It, it, it gets really risky. It gets really, really challenging. Because 2020-21, they were 42-30. and 30. That was the last winning season. That was two seasons ago. They have never been able to reach their peak. They have not been able to. They've not been a puff team for a while. And for a man that's in his 30s and don't have many seasons left... Every season counts, and he just wants to win a championship. And when you give a decade of your life, of your entire, if you give your entire NBA career to one franchise and you can't make it to the postseason anymore, you've now won a championship, it's time to call quits, and it's time to pack your bags. That is pretty much it. And I don't want to be this person where I'm telling... Damian Lillard that he's not going to be there anymore or that he should jump ships. Not saying that. What I'm saying is consider your option. It's not the only option. You could be loyal, but you're killing yourself. So I guess in a way, yeah, I'm saying jump ships because he's been very loyal, but the team has not gone back. They've always said they're going to improve around Damian Lillard. They always said that they were going to try to be this great thing for Damian Lillard. And was Damian Lillard going to return? Absolutely nothing. Just getting bounced in the playoffs or not making the playoffs at all. And Dame Time's clutch. Anyone will say that to you, that Dame Time is clutch. Just look what he did against Oklahoma City. Look what he did against all these other teams. And you're like, well, there's not that many moments. Well, there's not that many moments that the Blazers are actually relevant. Because outside of C.J. McCollum and others, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I I'm I'm actually I'm actually consider. Okay, I'm trying to remember outside C.J. McCollum, and I I know that there. I know there's another guy. I Robert Covington for some reason keeps coming to my mind, but you you see 
So you had him and CJ McCollum. Okay. Um, that's, that's not the best. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That's not the best. He, he, you could say, well, in 2020, 2021, he had, he had Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. When he was already maxing out his, his career, he was done. Like, there was nothing left. Like, Mel was done. He was cooked. Just in my opinion, though. Like, when you look at this, I'm going to 2018-19. There's not many. Like, you had Seth Curry. Ooh, big deal. Right? It's not Stephen Curry. No disrespect to the Curry, but to Steph Curry, but it was nothing. Right? It's just, it's tough. But now, they did make it all the way to the NBA Conference Finals, but they got swept by Golden State, so it didn't even matter. Like when you look at these teams, you're realizing that Damon Lord had zero help. Besides CJ McCollum, he's had zero help. And you can say, well, these guys served their role. Yeah, but it didn't go that far. They didn't make it out of many rounds. They'd be lucky if they made it to the third round. So that's what I'm saying. It, it gets tough. And I get it that he played with Marcus Aldridge. That's the name I was trying to think of. Whoops, sorry, I hit the mic. Um, that's the name I was trying to think of. And he played with a very young Will Barn. But besides free players, besides CJ, besides Lamarcus. And maybe Nerfic, there's really been no one else. Really no one else. Nicholas Batum was on there for a while. Uh, but you're going back to 2013-14. Like, I'm going all the way back. I went all the way back to when Dame Time was a rookie. Stuff. It's not the greatest like, when you look at this team. It's no NBA Finals team. Dame time, Aldridge, yeah, they're they're gonna be up there. Lamarcus Aldridge was a beast. Not Brooklyn Lynette's Lamarcus Aldridge, but before then. I don't even, I've seen Lamarcus Aldridge retired. If I remember that correct, I think he retired. Cause he's 37 right now. Yeah, he briefly retired in 2021, because I remember that. Because of an irregular heartbeat, which is super scary. And he made the best decision for his health and for his life outside of basketball. Because there's some things like hearts that are bigger than basketball. But you gotta remember. If you remember Lamarcus Aldridge, especially at the end of his career. He was still averaging 13, 5.5 and, and almost assists per game. So f 13, 5 and 1. You take that. But yeah. People remember. like People don't remember the kind of damage he had. With Portland. And then his run with the Spurs. He had two great runs. People just remember him fizzling out. At the end of his career. In his final season. With San Antonio. But then with the Nets. But the Nets wasn't fair either. Because the irregular heartbeat. Yes. But then also the fact that the team was just irregular itself. It was just bad itself. So cut the man some slack. So all in all, I think that we're going to be seeing Dame Time leaving. I hope he does. 
I I wanted teams like the Jazz. I think the Jazz could try to make a run from. I think they could. Because they have actual pieces. But if the Jazz make a run, it's pretty much like another rebuild. So I don't know. I, I think he's going to have to go to a big market team. Or at least a relevant market that's going to be making the postseason. Because he just wants a chance to win a championship. He just wants to make one more attempt. One last hurrah. Somewhere. Somehow. So I find that very fascinating. You guys know also I find very fascinating besides Damian Lillard. If we keep looking in the West, we see two seats ahead. Um, we see the Mavericks. They're the 11th seat. Blazers, they're 13th. What separates the Trailblazers and Mavericks? Well, not much. Just four and a half games. And in those four and a half games... The Trailblazers aren't going to make a miraculous comeback at all. But what they are going to be doing is this. Losing. I'm kidding. What the Mavericks are going to be doing is trying to fight for dear life to get back into the postseason. Because I don't know how many of you guys have been paying attention to all of this. Hold on. Thank you. I'm trying to prop myself back on my chair. I kept sliding down. I don't know how many guys are looking at this, but the Mavericks are the biggest disappointment. And I need y'all to stop blaming Kyrie Irving. I don't know why y'all, I'm not referring to you guys who listen to podcasts, unless you guys are a Kyrie Irving hater, then I'm addressing this to you specifically. But, why is it always Kyrie Irving's fault? Like, why is it always Kyrie Irving's fault? I get it. I get it. He may not be the greatest person that people are going to be fond of. But same with LeBron James. He has the likability of LeBron James a lot of times. And that's and LeBron James is not a very likable player. Maybe a player, but not a person. That's a conversation for a whole nother day. But that's what, that's what you see on social media. That's why it's on social media. Then around the NBA. Just saying. But, Kyrie had a successful run with Cleveland. Outside of that, I know he went to Boston, but he still made the postseason. He stayed there for two seasons, I believe. And then then Brooklyn wasn't his fault because of injuries and just that massive collapse. The narrative was that he was ruining it all. No, it just had injuries. And the team just could not bond well. But props to the Nets for trying to make that into something. Because you had Harden, you had KD, and you had Kyrie. With a good supporting cast, just injuries killed him. But that should have made him to the finals. And people were predicting Lakers-Nets in that season before it was Suns-Bucks. Remember that. I try not to remember that Files. That was just painful. That was painful. But right now is a very dark, dark time for the Mavericks. They're freeing seven in the last ten. And I love that horrible call. I'm gonna get back to Kyrie, but hold on. I love that I love how the NBA is trying to save Dallas so much. Like they're trying to save them so bad that they rescinded Luka Doncic. 16th tech, so he'd have to um, serve a one-game suspension. 
which is total crap if we're just talking freely. That's total crap. If it was any other team and any other player, we all know that that player would be suspended on that team. Or let's keep it with the Mavericks. If Maxi Kleber suspended, Kyrie probably suspended. Well, I don't know. He could probably he could probably get himself out of that. But if it was anyone else, I'm telling y'all, suspended. And it's actually really, really bad to see that. But outside of that, it, it's actually really pathetic by the NBA's job because now they're not even trying to hide it. Just their blame bias and what they actually want to get accomplished. And I'm not one of those people that think it's scripted and rigged. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. So please, for the love of everything good, do not think of that. Because every time, I swear, every time I say something like that or someone else says that, people immediately go to that. And I, I, I need people to chill. I need people to chill on that. Sorry, I've been dealing with a lot of people online. I really should stop reading Twitter comments. I found out how many idiots are within those comment sections. Anyways. The Mavericks lost back-to-back games. To the Hornets. Like the Hornets of all teams. And props to Hornets. I watched both games. Watched both games. I absolutely loved it. I hate the Mavericks. I just do. Not the biggest Mavericks fan. I can respect them. I can respect the players. But I'm never going to respect the team and hope they do anything well. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I can respect the players, but I'm never going to respect the team. I'm never going to root for them. I rooted for Luka Doncic when he had 6.9. I hate Luka Doncic, but I can respect him enough because of his game. So that's where I'm at. But... The Mavericks have just fallen on dark times. And I know people are saying that this is not going to work out between Kyrie and Luka. And I've had my hesitancies. And I still believe that it's not going to work out. But you have to give them a chance. Because <laughs> they've only had a few games. They only had like 10 or 11 games to gel. So you have to be patient, I guess. Like, you have to be patient. But you can't be patient too much because, well, here's the problem. You guys ready for this? You're running out of games. And you know what happens when you run out of games? You may not be able to make the playoffs because you're outside the postseason, outside the play-in. Let me say it slower. I'm sorry if you're a Mavericks fan, so skip the next 10 seconds. You are out of the postseason, the play-in. You are 11th seed. You're 37, 39, free and 7 in the last 10. You're below 500. You're a disappointment. You're a joke of a team. And no one will ever take you seriously. And Luka Doncic is probably going to request a trade within the coming seasons if you keep pulling up crap seasons like this. That is just a fact. Anyways. It gets really bad because the Mavericks, who should have won two games, who should be 39 and 37, not the other way around, who should have been the Hornets twice, 
at least one of two times, proving that it was just a fluke to beat him the first time, are now sitting here like, no game is winnable for this team. No game is winnable. And now they have to go up against a tough stretch of the 76ers, but I don't know how Joel Embiid's going to be with his calf and the Achilles of James Harden. I don't know. I don't have an update on that. But I know James Harden's going to be trying to make his return sometime later this week. So I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or today. So I don't know. But then you got the 76ers, you got the Heat, the Hawks, the Kings, the Bulls, and the Spurs. The Spurs are going to be your toughest team because if the Hornets can beat you, then I know that the Spurs can beat you. Like, the Spurs are like the like the present-day combination of the Miami Heat. Like, the Bosch, Wade, and LeBron Miami Heat. Like, I, I hope... That when they face the Spurs, they could win. But I know that Jeremy Sohan and Kellen Johnson and Trey Jones and Dan Vass and all these guys are going to be going like Prime Jordan and just killing y'all, just torching y'all. Like, I'm scared to death for you. Like, you may be facing one of the greatest teams ever by the standards of the Mavericks because you just lost. To the Hornets. Like that's bad. That's back to back games. And you had a day break. Like you had time to recuperate. Like to be totally honest. I'm surprised I actually beat the Pacers. Like I'm legit surprised. I saw for sure. The Pacers were going to win. I'm surprised Jalen Smith didn't activate Godzilla mode and just destroy y'all. I'm surprised. I'm I'm actually shocked. Cause Jalen Smith I, I, I would be scared to death to find out who we would be because if, if they like why do you have to lose to the Hornets out of all teams? And the chemistry's off. Luka Doncic says he's not gonna have fun. And he said there's personal things going on in his life. I don't know when that's going to get resolved, and that's none of our business. That's just personal life. Not professional life. We have every right to know what's going on with his professional life. His job. We're trying to figure out if he could do his job well. Right now, he can't. But personal life, that's all his. That's all his. It just, it gets really interesting for me. Because I want to know what's going on with the Mavericks. Because the Mavericks are half a game out of tenth, so they're not out of the playing completely. I'm happy that they were able to beat the Pacers, but it gets really tough because you can't lose any more games. Keep losing games, but the problem is now if the Thunder keep winning, you gotta hope that either the Lakers or Thunder start to slip up. They have the same record. Below 500, but same record of 37-38. Yeah, I hope that one of them starts slipping up. And I know that the Lakers lost to the Bulls, so you have that going for you. But the Mavericks have to start getting on track with each other. But the problem is, when you have, like, no defense on your team, you're going to get killed. Like, you're just going to get killed. There's no way around that. And I think that's what people are forgetting. Like, Reggie Bullock, 
He could defend. Christian Wood, I pray that you don't ever come near defending anyone that's talented. Kyrie Irving, okay a little bit. Luka Doncic, keep chucking up those frees. Trust me. He's not playing defense. I've seen him try playing defense. He he makes the worst player in NBA amazing. I know it's a little harsh, but you get where I'm going. It just gets really interesting to me, guys. It just gets really interesting to me. Because I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the 76ers. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the Kings. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the Heat. To be honest, guys, I'm not even playing with you guys. I'm not trying to be weird with you guys. I don't know what's going on with the Mavericks. Because they've been losing to the Hornets. They've been losing to the Warriors. They've been losing to the Grizzlies. And I was joking about losing to the Spurs. But they had to go to OT with the Spurs. I was kidding about the Spurs. Like, this is actually really bad. And I, I don't know what's going on. I think there's just a lot of discombobulation going on right now. I think there's a lot of missed opportunities just for communication and connection. I want to know what's going on fast. I think every Dallas fan wants to know, too. This is just super weird. I, I think Kyrie and... and Luka could play together. I think Doncic and him could play together. Problem is, they're just not acting like it. And Jay's kid's getting fed up. Luka's getting fed up. And this is the wrong time to be trying to experiment and being frustrated and have things going on in your personal, professional life. And it's come up to the postseason. You're out of the postseason. If you ever do think about it, it's the worst to try to have all that going on right now. Like, that is legit tough to me. That's, that, that's just tough. That's bad luck, but this just been a disappointing team. And it's not even, like, local people saying that. It's not even haters just saying it. It's reaching the national level because the Mavericks had such high hopes for this season. But, uh, let's be honest. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to put this team into words. Just can't be experimenting right now. The Mavericks are experimenting right now and they're just, they're just, just disjointed. They're just broken mentally and physically or mentally, and emotionally. Absolutely crazy if you do think about it. Just absolutely crazy. If you really do think about it. Let's be honest with ourselves. Can they play together? I think they can. But I think it was going to take more than 15 games. You just got to hope within these final remaining games. What is it? Seven? Hold on. Uh, one, two, one, one, two, three, four, five, six. No, six. Six, seven. Like I said, for the major season for teams. You got a whole bunch of six games. They could win four, five, four to six of them. 
You have to hope. You have to go near perfect. Or you have to just have pure perfection. That's pretty much where we're at now. And it's going to get really ugly if they miss the postseason. Because then you have to talk about, is Kyrie going to stay? Who knows? Will how Luka Doncic react? Like, what changes will the Mavericks have to make? And I know of some changes, but I'm just listing out those questions. Because those are important questions to know. The Mavericks have entered dark territory. Dark, dark times have been entered through the Dallas Mavericks. That organization is probably done for, but he got six games. Let's look at the Thunder schedule. So, Funders have to face the Hornets today, Pistons tomorrow, Pacers on Friday, Sunday is Suns, Tuesday is Warriors, Thursday is Jazz, and Sunday final game of the season, uh, Grizzlies. The Thunder and Fury have the tougher schedule, but the Thunder have been playing better than the Mavericks as of late. And that would be so huge if they're able to beat um, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Pistons. If they're able to continue this run, ooh, buddy, we could be some. We could be seeing something. That's that's just me. That's just me. But that's pretty much all I have for uh, the Mavericks. I'm just still. I'm just still bewildered that the Mavericks have fallen this much because the Mavericks have become a disappointing team. I had high hopes for the team because the type the team looked like they had. That's actually really interesting to me. They were they were supposed they were supposed to be a really good team heading into the season. And they were. Then they make the trade. Then what happened? Everything just goes down. You can't experiment with less than 30 games to go. That's just a fact. But this team was already sliding before deadline. So, this has just been a snowball fight. Everything's just been piling up. And that's just the honest truth. It really is. So, this is going to be really, really interesting. So real quick, I want to wrap up our time in the West by just looking at everything that's going on in the West. Meaning standings, because I am curious like you guys. I want to see what's going on. I want to see the update because I don't know if you guys saw, but the Timberwolves are now sixth and out of the playing tournament. The Warriors are now in the playing tournament. While the Timberwolves and Warriors both the same record, the Timberwolves do hold the lead over the Warriors. Gotta remember, Big Cat, my guy, Carl Anthony Towns, he hit that game winning free, sealed the deal, beat the Warriors. Love Big Cat. He's had back to back game winners through free throws and through free pointers. Love him. The team's 2 0 when he returned. Just saying. And he's being clutch and he's being special at the right time this season. Do they fit? Do they play again? They play again. I'm checking. I'm checking. They do not. They do not play again. Okay. They do play Suns, Lakers, Blazers, Nets, Spurs, Pelicans. 
Those are the remaining six games. Okay, okay, okay. But no, so right now the lock, Nuggets, they're first. Grizzlies, they're second. Kings, they're third. Suns, they're fourth. Clippers, they're fifth. Timberwolves, they're sixth. Uh, Warriors, they're seventh. Pelicans, they're eighth. Lakers, they're ninth. And Thunder, they're tenth. Honestly, I think the team that's not going to be making the postseason, minusing out the Jazz, Blazers, Spurs, and Rockets, is either going to be the Lakers or the Mavericks. I can see one of those two teams not making the postseason. And it's actually shocking for the Jazz because the Jazz started out very well and then just fizzled out to a 35-40 and 40 team, which is absolutely incredible to me. It's, it's astonishing, to be honest. But losing four games in a row would do that because if you didn't lose those four games, then you would have been 39 and 36. 39 and 36 would have put you in the playing tournament. It actually would have put you in the 7th and 8th position because those four games that they lost in were to Suns, Kings, Bucks, Blazers. So they wouldn't have been able to affect the West by going up against the West big dogs outside the Suns. Kings were already locked in, but for the Suns, yeah. It just gets tough. You have to hold tomorrow, 5 p.m., their Wednesday game. They could beat the Spurs. Je uh, Celtics, probably not. Nets, maybe, maybe not. It's just They have actually a really tough schedule, so they're not making the postseason, even though they had a really good start. But anyways... It's either going to be the Lakers and the Mavericks. And everything from 4th to 11th is separated by three and a half games. So, the Suns to the Mavericks is separated by three and a half games. The Suns are wavering the storm. Kevin Durant will probably be back Wednesday. No one's changing at uh, at. This recording's going as the time of this recording. Nothing new came up about Kevin Durant. I'll be updating you guys constantly if something comes up about Kevin Durant and his ankle injury. But um, Kevin Durant's going to be back here Wednesday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock him in for Wednesday against the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves get messed up. If the Suns come in and beat them when Kevin Durant returns. Because then the Warriors win. Now the Warriors are out and the Timberwolves are back into the playing tournament. Now, hey. The Mavericks have to start to hope that the Lakers or Thunder start to lose. And the Mavericks start to win. So they could just sneak right on in to the playing tournament. Because, yeah, they're not, they're not very well right now. But the teams guaranteed to be in the postseason and not playing are the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Clippers. Those are the only guaranteed... I want to say the only guaranteed teams. But I don't trust the Clippers because the Clippers are only a game ahead of the Timberwolves. And that could change. But with how close 6-11 to 11th is... I'm going to say the first five are locked in. I'm going to say the first five are locked in. It's not a war between Timberwolves, Warriors, Pelicans, Lakers, Thunder, Mavericks. It's not a war. Let's be honest.
It's a death knoll warp from the 6th to 11th. A death knoll war. I just want to see the Lakers schedule real quick. Yeah, so they got to face the Bulls again. So the Bulls, that would be an easy dub for them. They got to face Timberwolves. Lakers Timberwolves is going to be a really fascinating game. That's going to mean a lot for both teams. Uh, Lakers Rockets should be easy dub. Lakers Clippers also going to have some meaning. So there are some games in there where there's going to be some meaning. Where it's going to determine the fate of the other team and the fate of their own team. The fate of the Lakers. Like the Timberwolves, they can't lose any games. They really can't. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting though. It's gonna be interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Very interesting to me. Anyways, anyways. I just can't wait to see Big Cat versus D Buck. Or Big Cat versus DA or KD or whoever you want to put in there. I'm actually very excited for that. I'm actually very excited. So with that being said, I think we covered the West. First five seed seeded teams. Yeah, they're fine. Sixth to eleventh. It's every man for himself. Just don't die. That's pretty much it. It's actually pretty crazy. I was looking at this for the West. The West last season had four fifty plus fifty plus win teams. Suns had sixty four wins. Best team in the NBA. And you had teams like the Timberwolves, Nuggets, and Jazz close enough to 50. Which is pretty crazy if you think about it. Wow. I forgot that the Spurs made the plane and not the Lakers. And that was by a game. Oh, I love those days. Absolutely love those days. It's just very fascinating to me. As I wanted to say, nothing is confirmed. Like, f- the clinch division, that's always been announced for the Nuggets and Grizzlies. Just clinch division. I haven't seen anything to where we have saw, oh, hey, playoffs. That's been confirmed for this team. I don't think the, I don't think the Kings been announced yet. Hold on, I'm looking. Um... That would be a negative. I'm not. I'm not seeing anything. I didn't think I would miss something like that, but I guess you never know. Yeah, it's not looking like it. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So the West is pretty solid right now. I know I could go a little more in depth about the West, but I just want to give you guys an update. I want to give you guys a recap. I'm interested about the East now. I want to go to the Eastern Conference. The JB and JT story, really interesting. You want to clarify those comments? Go ahead. To be honest, I don't see how that affects their season. Doesn't. So I'm not I'm not gonna really talk about it. That's gonna be an off-season story, but he's gonna get paid. I think he's gonna make one of the free um all NBA teams. Third, most likely. Second, third. Probably third. Just for the amount of talent. Because you got 15. You got 15 really good players. You got more than 15 really good players. But you know where I'm coming from. So, three teams that have definitely clinched a playoff position are the Bucks, Celtics, and 76ers. That has been confirmed. 
the Cavaliers and everyone down the list have not. But the Cavaliers are also closing in on 50 wins. Same with the 76ers. And I just want to see. Yeah, last season there were four 50-win teams. The Raptors and Bulls were really close to that as well. So very interesting, very interesting. I would actually be surprised if there was only three. I would. I've seen the Cavaliers are a 50-win team. Same with the 76ers. N uh, Knicks can't see it. Nets can't see it. There's just not that many games, right? Because, you, well, you only have seven left, so you can't. Knicks. Wait, do I have six, do I have six or seven? Hold on. One, two, three, four. One, wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you only have six, so you would be a game short. But still, 49 wins. Pretty solid. You're in the postseason. So, Bucks are secured, Celtics are secured, 76ers are secured. Now I'm going to go through this all, and I'm going to go back to the, I'm going to finish up the East and go back to the West and talk about the postseason, who would play who, if the NBA and because I, I like doing stuff like that. That that's I enjoy that stuff. Those fun hypotheticals. So, the Bucks, Celtics, and 76ers, they're locked in. The Cavaliers, they're locked in. They have a five-game advantage over the Knicks. They're five games ahead of the Knicks. The Knicks aren't catching up. The Cavaliers are on a tear right now, winning four games in a row. They, they've beat the Rockets, the Nets, the Nets again. You got to remember that Isaac Okoro game winner. I love that sequence. And they also beat the Wizards. Two biggest teams were the Nets. That was all. Those two biggest games. So they're fine. The Knicks, they're fine. I, I don't see that changing. The Nets. The Nets aren't fine. So. Just like. The Timberwolves. And the Warriors. The Nets and the Heat have the same history. The Nets. Are 40 and 35. Same with the Miami Heat. They both lost their last game. That's their current streak. The Nets are 3 and 7. Even though in their last game, despite Brooklyn losing, Mikel put up 44 points. It was a masterclass. He had a 40-point game. But if either team wins or loses, it could decide to fade who's still in the playing tournament. If the Nets lose and they win, most likely, I have to check the series, but the Nets will be. So if the Nets keep losing, they're in the playing tournament. And... There's a free game separation between the Nets and the Heat. So you're really just battling out between the Nets and the Heat, honestly. So I don't think the Hawks are a big concern right now. Now, Hawks and Raptors, you're just fine between 8th and 9th, which is really not a big difference. Well, technically there is because if you're in 8th, you only have to battle out for one game. But if you're in 9th, you have to go the distance for two games, if I understand that correctly. If I understand correct, I think, or does it go off the losses? I have to look at that again. I have to look at that again. I don't know why I can't get the playing tournament wrapped in my brain. I don't know why I can't do. I just don't know why I can't wrap it up in my brain. Um, the Bulls are in tenth. The Wizards are three games behind. The Bull, the Wizards are two and eight in the last ten. The Bulls are seven and three. I don't see the Bulls getting up to tenth. 
I can actually see the Bulls going after 8th, 8th and ninth, the Hawks and the Raptors. I think that they can secure, but the Bulls are in the postseason. The teams eliminated already are obviously the Pistons and Hornets. Same for the Rockets and Spurs. So I think the four teams automatically out would be Pacers, Magic, Hornets, Pistons. The reason why I'm not rolling out Washington is you never know. Something crazy could happen. You just never know with those types of situations. The craziest stuff could be pulled out. I honestly do believe that. But you got to go up against the Celtics, Magic, Knicks, Bucks, Hawks, Heat, Rockets. The only winnable game there is the Rockets. Like, they have a better chance of being the Rockets than the Magic, at least in my opinion. And the Bucks, that's going to be suicide. Same with the Celtics. Hawks, Hawks and Heat, okay. Look, I'm, I'm trying to make the Washington Wizards an entertaining team. Because, let's be honest, Brad Beal is just blowing head gaskets over there. <laughs> that's just a simple fact. Heat have seven games remaining. Gets very interesting. The Heat do not play the Nets. The Nets already beat the Heat. That was on Saturday, March 25th. Yeah, I don't think they play the Hawks. No, they're done. It gets actually really interesting. So, first five teams are locked in. Six to ten are locked in. So, this is actually really interesting to me. There's really no one fighting for their life. Because I don't think the Wizards, unless something highly dramatic happens, are going to be in the postseason. So, 1-10 to 10 are locked in. Bucks all the way down to the Bulls are in. Now, you're just fighting for the play-in and for the playoff between the Nets and the Heat. And the Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls are all fighting between 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's pretty much it. Like, that's really it if you think about it. That That's really it. Which I find very interesting. So, as you guys can see, it's the polar opposite of East and West. The West, it's every man for himself. Death, it has to be. You conquer your opponents. You just try to survive. It's a survival game. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta strategize like no one else's business. And East... It's just your everyday life. It's fine living on a tropical beach, paradise, whatever. Drink a coconut water or whatever they drink in Hawaii. Pineapple. I don't know what they drink down there and I don't care. But they're just here. One for ten is locked up. They're locked. They're locked in. That's just a fact. So I just want to do this. I want to do this. So if so, let's say for a second, because I believe the Hawks are better than the Raptors and the Bulls. A little tiny part of me believes that they're better than. So I'm gonna do one of eight just to keep it simple, just to keep it simple. So I could do the whole layout, but just the playing tournament. Just I don't know why it just confuses me sometimes. I know that's a little silly to say, but it just does. So, the Bucks will be taking on the Hawks. The Celtics will be taking on the Heat. The 76ers will be taking on the Nets. And the Cavaliers will be taking on the Knicks. 
or if the Heat take out the Nets, the uh, Nets from the play-in, so you reverse that, it will be Bucks, Hawks, Celtics, Nets, ooh, rematch from last season, you remember when Boston beat out Brooklyn, just swept them in four, 76ers would take on the Heat, and then Cleveland versus New York, okay, Very interesting. So then we go over to the West. Hmm. So I'm going to do something highly controversial. I don't think the Mavericks are going to make it. So if the Puffs started today, Mavericks, Jazz, Trailblazers, Spurs, Rockets, they all be out. But it, I'm, I don't think the Pelicans can fare against... The Thunder. I don't think the Pelicans could beat out the Thunder, to be honest. I don't think they could. And to be honest, I could see them winning in six. OKC could. Hmm. I think the Pelicans, since they're not fully healthy and it's just had a really bad season, a lot of ups and downs. They were a 500 team, I get it, but they just had a lot of ups and downs. Especially if you try to get Big Boy's eye on back here, back on New Orleans, who hasn't played in gosh no knows how long. But I think the Thunder could beat out both the Lakers and Pelicans, so you automatically put them in. They're eighth, Warriors, or seventh. So let's do this. So I feel bad for the Thunder. Thunder would be taking on the Nuggets. Grizzlies would be taking on the Warriors. Kings will be taking on the Timberwolves. The Suns will be taking on the Clippers. Very interesting. Now, let's say the Timberwolves get pushed back into the playing tournament. And the Warriors are there. Then the Kings would just be taking on the Warriors. And the Grizzlies will be taking on the Timberwolves. Now, let's say the Thunder eliminate the Timberwolves. Let's just say the Timberwolves route. And then the Pelicans, for whatever reason, makes it. Let's just say that's the case. <laughs> This is going to get really funky really fast. But I'm just trying to plug and play teams. So. That would mean the Grizzlies play the Pelicans. Grizzlies, Lakers. I hate that. I, I think the Grizzlies win. Grizzlies, Pelicans. Yeah, Grizzlies win. Grizzlies, Thunder. Thunder. I don't know. That's a toss up. That's a game seven matchup to me. Just being honest with y'all. The Pelicans are on a five-game win streak, so I can't rule them out yet. I'm not ruling them out. That'd be too stupid because they got CJ McCollum and Brent Ingram and all those good players. But now tonight, they are facing the Warriors. And I swear, if they take out the Warriors, because then the Warriors would be an eighth. So that means let's just say the let's just say Lakers Thunder, they can't make it. So let's just do it traditionally. That means the Nuggets would be taking on the Warriors. And the Pelicans would be taking on the Grizzlies. Very interesting in my eyes. That's actually very interesting. Something I really have to sit down and think about. So tonight is, there's a lot of weight on tonight's games. Or just wrote this game. I'm looking at the schedule. But that's like, those are like some of the scenarios that could happen, like in the East and West. So, let's come here real quick. 
So today's games are Celtics, Wizards, Cavaliers, Hawks, Heat, Raptors, Magic, Grizzlies, Hornets, Thunder, Pelicans, Warriors. Pelicans, Warriors, and Hornets, Thunder is a huge game. Just from the perspective that the Thunder can't lose any more games because the Mavericks are riling their tails. And Pelicans and Warriors is pretty much deciding the West right now. Because if the Warriors lose, they'll be between the Timberwolves and Pelicans. And that's just a bloody matchup right there. Just in terms of like six. And you want to talk about pushing yourself deeper into a hole. Push yourself deeper into the playing tournament. You do not want that. You do not want that at all. And guys, with that being said, this is all I have for today's podcast episode. Um, we have covered the entire East. We have, covered, uh, we have covered the entire West. We have gone through every single team, the most notable stories. We are just, we, we have covered everything. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is something a little different. I'm just trying to bring different things to my podcast. Just trying to cover everything. I just want this to be fun, laid back, and enjoyable. Just a refresher for your mind. Just so you know where everything's at. Just a little bit of fun with the, uh, if the season ended now, mini game, I guess you could call it. So guys, with that being said, thank you for tuning in. Great appreciate you guys are sticking around for these podcast episodes. And until next time, guys, well, until this Friday, unless something major happens during the week, I will see y'all then. Have a great day. Y'all know what to do. Like, comment, subscribe, follow, wherever you're at. Peace out.